This episode of the Golf Gamble Podcast on the Sports Gamble Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a Bet the Underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. So download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And Prop Swap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid cash or paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 k with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app for your chance to win 3 k in the DGEN Dance. All right, DJs, welcome back for the Valspar DFS show, as well as a quick little TPC recap for our Monday finish, which has completely fucked our goddamn content schedule up. It's your boy, Boston Gaffer, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, how are you feeling? Well, I'm not, feel- I'm not feeling as good as how you're feeling. Uh, I'm happy to talk about a different tournament now <laughs> and break that down after the internal tournament that would never end but before we do that congratulations to you boston Cat, yes nail on your second straight players championship how about that jc yeah. and now cam smith and cam smith i got him twice this year already how can he yes, not be did. my favorite golfer at this point he has to uh, be right yeah clearly not. i mean i think uh he's gonna take over uh top spot from keegan because you know the two went uh head you know mono model for your heart down the back nine Bro, there do you know how awful i felt inside Wishing bad things for Keegan. You know, I, felt, I almost, I almost thought you probably did like a football bet on him at like three to one or something. Just no, he had something. Cause I, unfortunately, and then maybe changes to 30 to one. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, I unfortunately know how that story plays out, uh, there. So I didn't and I just felt so bad for him, man. Like when he, when he drained that fucking putt, he was all excited and, and hit it. I got a little excited. I was like, wait, no, no, I don't have him. Fuck you, Keegan. And then yeah. on 17, I was like, oh, he's a hundred percent fucking three putting that. Um, and yeah. then, and then he, and then he, he messed up 18. Yeah, he messed up 18. Yeah, that was, was a wrap. But good for him, man. It was a good payday and good for Keegs, man. It's nice to see him back in the top 10. But Cam Smith, what a fucking sweat. I texted you. Early, early in the morning, right when he, like, I think right when they're, uh, I don't think he was on his birdie, like his five birdie. Yep, right, right, right after you mushed Sam Burns again. Right after I mushed thank, Sam thank, Burns. thank you again for that, by the way. I, I, did, I, did, I didn't do that. The, yes, um, you did. You said Sam Burns is going to win because I didn't get on him. And right into the ether. So then, you know what? I decided to mess with you. I'm like, all right, well, Cam Smith has got this because, you know, uh, a couple of mainstream uh, podcast guys are due for a big win. And you did not appreciate that now, did you? I did not. I okay, did not. so are you ever are you going to stop doing that to me? I don't mean to do it, by the way. Yeah, it's not a conscious thing. Learn your lesson, buddy. Well, apparently, I, what I say it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't. I'm unmushable, apparently. The, the um, yeah. What was nuts is, is I told you I was like Cam's going to need a two shot lead going into eighteen, and you like to account for a water ball. I was like, yeah, or a tree ball, and he got both on the same hole. <laughs> so so I'm very glad that I foresaw that. But I mean, poor Paul Casey, as somebody I even texted you like. Like what a stupid fucking rule golf has with that pitch mark shit. Like, I know. like you should have been able to fucking not have to hit it out of there. Listen, I'm glad as a cam backer he had to. Um, I'm glad Lahiri uh, came up short. Like, yeah, listen, it was a great sweat, great story for Cam Smith, his fucking family. First time you seen him in like two years. 
in from Australia because of all the COVID bullshit, which is maybe what I have uh, since I was out at the players on fucking Sunday, giving myself a home test, probably a little bit because I feel like dog shit. So sorry for my voice. Uh, and yeah, man, uh, I'm stoked. Fucking, uh, it's March Madness week too. We already cashed one of the first half unders. Uh, I like this tournament. It's the end of the Florida swing, which makes me kind of sad. I always like the Florida swing. So yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm ready to take my winnings and uh, and put them on some new winners, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, then, how are you going to take those winnings and uh, allocate this week? What are you really looking for? So I'm really focused just on on good long iron players. Like the only thing I worry about is like I don't know if Tampa's been getting as much rain as we have, but it rain it poured it poured here all day again today. So it's going to rain tonight and tomorrow. So the golf course is going to be pretty soft again, and they got some rain last week too. So yeah, expect. Probably similar turf conditions that what we saw. Maybe not quite as soft, but it's it's going to play soft. Yeah. So then I definitely want the longer iron players, right? Like I do. I drive because you're not going to get any roll out of it, especially if it's going to be that soft. Like I told you um, when I was walking across 16 on Sunday, like it wasn't like mush, but it was it was like I was like, yeah, I'd be pissed if I was playing on this. You know, what I mean? like if I like if I bought around the TPC and I was playing on that fairway in that condition, I would have been mad. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I agree with you. I'm looking for, you know, really good ball strikers. Like I said on the previous show on uh, yeah. Sunday, it's, you know, ball strikers week, hashtag team no putt week. Got a couple of those guys uh, on my roster. Um, I'm already, you know, I'm looking at the overseas golf course as far as putting. Uh, if you guys need a reminder of what those are and don't differentiate between the bent POA and just the regular POA, just use it all. TBC Scottsdale, PGA West, TBC San Antonio, Innisbrook, Heritage, TBC Sawgrass and TBC Louisiana. Those are the ones you want to use for your, your overseas putting stats. Um, and then a couple like comp courses I use. I, I, so on data golf, they have like a nice feature where it shows like a bunch of stats of like different golf courses. You got to pick and choose what you like. So I kind of use that this week to get some comps. And basically I'm looking for is just like trying to replicate, you know, tough tee to green conditions is what they're going to face this week. Tough scoring conditions, you know, uh, golfers, they're pretty tough off the tee. Uh, similar par four yardages, similar driving distance yardages, similar green regulation rates, just because green tee to green is just so important. Those are the guys usually go to the top and I want guys to done well there. So, you know, some of those courses that I found like Bay Hill, Colonial, uh, Cologne's actually a nice crossover because Jason Kokark's been so good there. Uh, he won there. He's really good at Innisbrook. G- Jordan Spieth is one of both places too. I think that's a good crossover. Golf Club of Houston, uh, Paul Casey is one there. Uh, Harbor Town. You know, tight tree line. Uh, that's also a less than golf driver golf course too. A lot of like positional golf plot around Murfield Village, kind of the same thing. You got to basically miss in the right spots. Uh, PJ National, TBC San Antonio. Those are a little more harder, more challenging off the tee and TBC Sawgrass, kind of similar than what we saw, you know, this week. So they're going to like a lot of the guys that basically did well last week. Uh, a couple of Euro tour courses I like too. Wentworth and Valderrama. Those are two tight tree line golf courses. You got to plot around. Uh, I felt like those are pretty similar to uh, what we we're going to see. Innisbrook, there's a couple of crossovers there as well that we can talk about. So, yeah, uh, why don't we uh, start getting to it, and then uh, let's take a break first, and then we'll start breaking down the tiers. All right. Well, listen, if you guys are ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana, not Florida, we're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas and online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, from golf, MMA, 
whatever. WinBet has got you. And they are now offering a bet, the underdog special. I mean, this is all we bet in golf. So you guys should go take advantage of this because pretty much everything we bet has a plus number in front of it. Uh, bettors will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Patriots who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. Damn. Fucking DeSantis. All right. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. That DeSantis stuff is not – winbet did not write that. That was just me being irritated that I can't win a cool prize from winbet because – we don't have legal gambling. I feel like I have Yeah, to. and that's the only problem you have with him. Otherwise, he's a swell guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, uh, $10,000 range. Uh, I actually stacked this show that I would go first after every single episode. Aw, you're so sweet, buddy. Yeah, Thanks, well, man. next next show we're reversing it. You're going first. <laughs> after but, you know, we'll be easy into this one. So, all right, so $10,000 range. Uh, you got... Justin Thomas at eleven thousand dollars, Victor Hovland ten eight, Colin Morikawa at ten seven, Xander Shopley at ten three, and Dustin Johnson at ten two. Uh so I'll just go with one guy I like, one guy I don't. Listen, I'm willing to forgive Callum Morikawa for last week. It was crazy wind conditions. He got caught on the wrong side of the draw. But I said on the previous show, I want a premier ball striker, really good long iron player, a guy who can run very volatile with the putter. Some up weeks, some down weeks, because that's really what ends up determining how you do well here. And I just described Kyle Morikawa to a T. Yep. You know, I mean, he's got, I mentioned Colonial. He's got a second there. He finished, uh, I think, top 10 at Harbortown as well. Like, you know, some of these, like, positional plotter golf courses, he's already done well there. So I like him. And then I'm going to fade Xander. Like, and this is not me saying I hate Xander. Like, I'm not saying he's All right, sucks. Jeff, calm down. Calm down, Jeff. I know it's that's kind of partly directed at Jeff because I know he's going to probably take that because he's been trying to play guys who like people just hate all of a sudden for no reason. And then like he plays them. But no, this is I'm not saying I hate Xander. What I'm saying about Xander is I don't like him at golf courses where he take the driver out of his hands. And I think Jeff would agree with that take. Uh, and I think Jeff might be onto something where I think we're leading up to Xander sucks all of a sudden ahead of the Masters. And then nobody's talking about. It. But until then, you know, just historically with Xander. These less than driver golf courses, you know, when you take the driver out of his, his hand because it's such a weapon, he doesn't do as well. Um, you know, and then generally on some of the more on the overseas golf courses, other than Scottsdale, it just hasn't really been great for him overall on those either. So that's my fade this week. Uh, I'm not expecting much, you know, maybe like a top 35 finish. Um, and then we give him the match play and then the Masters. So that's my fade. What about you? I like it. So, uh, so I'm on Morikawa as well. You said everything that you have to say about him. Like, whatever. Andy's not even going to be the chalkiest guy up here. Um, the chalkiest guy is Hovland, uh, who I was originally going to talk about. But uh, as you informed me prior, he's anti-curse. But, I mean, when you look at his stat profile, you can't find anything wrong with it other than around the green. Like, if he does not get on the green, it is a problem. Like, it's a legit problem. I thought it was getting better when – over the last like couple of months, I, I know I've said it on here, and you've gone, eh, and you're 100% right. It has not gotten better. Are you talking about Hovland or Morikawa? Hovland, Hovland, Hovland. I, I moved on because I'm not going to double down on Morikawa. Everybody knows who Morikawa is and how great of a long iron player he is. You said what you're going to say. Um, but if he was an anti-curse, even if he is anti-curse, like Hovland, I don't know, man. Like 
He's so good. He's just so good. And he hasn't won here in the States yet. Um, I don't know. The Antichrist makes me move off him a little bit. Um, but I, I love Morikawa there. And as far as like fading, I'm fading Xander. I just don't think he plays well in Florida. Um, I just don't. And I think, I mean, he plays, he plays well until there's 40 mile per hour wins and he gets caught up in that. That's fine. That's fine. But his history, his history, he, he played very well at Sawgrass until that happened. Yeah, but it, his history here is not great in Florida. It's not. It's not bad. All right, he's never played this golf course, but okay. Right. Listen, right. I, I don't like him. I don't like him either. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't and, like Mark. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how the fuck you fade JT. Like, I don't know how you do that. I don't know. How, like, fading DJ is terrifying after what he just did on Sunday. Like, holy shit, did everything just click on Sunday? Like, and now we're gonna get DJ back. I don't know. So I'm I'm just gonna fade Xander and and move on. That's it. Okay. All right, why don't we go down to the 9,000 hour range? Why don't you kick it off with one guy you like and one guy you don't? Oh my God, dude, I love so many people in this range. That's the problem. Uh, like, I love so many people in this range. Like, every, like, I, I like Had, I like Lowry, I like Answer, I love Kokrak. Um, but for a DK play, I'm going to go with Kokrak. Um, he's got a great history here. He made it through the players, right? And he got the, he got the bad draw too, and he still made the cut. Um, I mean, he played well at the API, which Bay Hill, like you said, is, is, is somewhat of a comp course here. He's been playing relatively well. Um, you know, top 20 at the Sony, 26 at Genesis, 26 at Palmer. He obviously likes the course here. Um, I, I watched him a little bit on Sunday. Uh, he's a lot skinnier than I thought, by the way. Oh, crack? Yeah. He's skinnier. And he's also a bit of weight. Yeah, he's skinnier than I thought. Is he no longer a Texan to you then? Cause oh, no, lost- he, no, no, no. He's still, he is still good in a bolo. No question. Okay. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, like, like you said, you talked about the comp courses that, that are good crossovers here. He plays well at all of those. He's 9,200. I mean, he's one of the higher owned guys in this range, but I mean, all of those guys are that owned. You know, I mean, Terrell, Usti, like all these guys are owned except for fucking Brooks. Everybody's back off the Brooks train. Somehow Paul Casey is still projecting his 10% ownership. I guess nobody's paid attention today. Uh, and everybody's on to the, everybody's on to basketball. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I, I'm going with Kokrak, but I love answer. I fucking, I love Lowry. I love Hatton. Like, like this is the range. In reality, I think I, I was dicking around with a build earlier by skipping that, uh, over 10k range and just statting with Hatton and Lowry. And I fucking love it. Love okay. it. Okay. Love it. All right. Good. All right. So. Can I ask you a question before I get into my stuff? Yeah, of course. So what's driving the Louie ownership? Is it course history? Course history. And is it that he hasn't been playing as bad as what the results have shown? Correct. I would, dude, I'm I would, kind of I'm I would getting that, that vibe too. Like I, yeah. I wanted to play him, but it like everyone's still on him. So I sent Kirshner a fucking and he texted me later and he didn't even respond. I sent him a picture of Louie all fucking snow geared up. He looked like he was going fucking snowboarding at like fucking 8.30 in the morning on Sunday. Uh, and like, I was like, come on, man. I was like, you've only been in Florida a little bit. Like, you'll be all right. Like, you'll survive. It wasn't as ridiculous as fucking hovelings. He was putting with fucking oven mitts on, bro. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. ridiculous. Well, Neiman's uh, pu- uh, practice putting uh, outfit was pretty ridiculous. He had the full, like... So yeah. He had like a scarf over yeah. his head. Yeah, was, you can yeah, only see everything. his eyes there. Yeah. The yeah. baseball cat over that, which is yeah. never a good look. It was fucking 50. Look, I get it, it was cold, but it was, I come know. on guys. Like it's not that cold. But anyway, yeah, no, I think, I mean, look, his course history is good. His results have not been indicative of his play, I would say, right? Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't hate Louis here. Like I think it's fine, but he's super chalky. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, I mean, this might be this might be a get right read for Louis. Mm-hmm. So I, if you want to play him and eat the chug, I think that's fine. The guy I'm playing though is Terrell Hatton this range. Nice. Uh, I mean, it looks like he's got what 11 percent ownership, so that's much less than that's like the fourth or fifth most in this range. I mean, the guy's just been playing great. He's got four top tens over his last like six starts. He would have had another top ten at the at Sawgrass if he just played 17 a little more conservative. So that's fine. Um, you know, you look at some of the golf courses I'm looking at that he's been great at. Well, you know, he's one Bay Hill, one Wentworth, you know, you got some success at Harbortown, some success at, um, Colonial, some success at PJ National. So these, a lot of these tougher, like plotting, like golf courses, like I kind of like him there too. I think what maybe some people are getting scared of with him is the negative course history, but that was back in 2019. And what was going on back then was he was fighting a wrist injury. And he was bad all season. Yeah, and then finally, later that fall, he won. And then in his interview, he said, yeah, I've just been playing bad. My wrist been bothering me. I'm finally over it. And then he won four times in the last 14 months. So I'm willing to forgive him for that. I look at this golf course, you know, and just see like, yeah, this reminds, I think, you know, I've seen him do well at these types of golf courses before. I think he can do well here again. So that's my play. And then my favorite is Sam Burns. He's got a lot of popularity and I get it because he won last year. He has, I think, another top 15 finish here. I think my concern about Burns is because I've been following him pretty closely over the last like, year and a half or so. And I, I remember after he blew the Genesis, mm-hmm. he was terrible his next start. Yep. And then he had that embarrassing, like, he couldn't get, uh, he kept, he couldn't oh, get up and down. Up, up off and down. Oh, that's right. Run. He kept rolling back to him. Where was that? Was that concession? That was at the hero. Oh, the and hero. then the next start was, I mean, it was a month later, Kapaluid. Didn't really go well. So I don't know. He's still a young kid. He looked kind of defeated, you know, on Sunday. Maybe he doesn't bounce back quite as much. Maybe there's a little bit of a hangover there. So, uh, so that's my fade in this range. I like it. I'm fine with it. Hey, what, what, so I, like I told you, I, I followed him around a little bit on Sunday. Man, when he's going though, his swing is fucking pretty. Like, no, I, he, I like yeah, it. He's 25 years old and super talented. Like he's going to figure it out. Like, oh, at some point. But, I mean, he's won twice. So yeah. he's. Yeah, I, I was just I was just commenting on his swing, like I like it, like seeing it in person. I was like, "Damn, that shit is smooth." Like that shit was fucking smooth. I really yeah. enjoyed his swing. No, yeah. it's, and and that's not indicative of he sucks now. I just no, no, no. no. Absolutely. And so, oh, I guess I didn't say my fade. I'm fading Fitzpatrick out of principle that everybody is back on him again, and yeah, whatever. And that's that's, okay. that's what I'm fading out of principle. All right. All right. Well, why don't we take a break and then we'll uh, continue breaking down the ranges. Uh, so yeah, actually, let's take a break here after this next range because uh, the the ads just crashed. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right then. Uh, I guess I'll go in the eight thousand dollars range. So you start with Jason Day up at the top at eight nine hundred dollars, and you got Cameron Dragali all the way down at eight thousand dollars. So I understand that uh, two of the guys I like have a little bit of a stink to them this week, as far as uh, who somebody's gravitating to, towards, but they don't have to win, so. You know, I think they just have to play well. Like, I, I like Gary Woodland this week. I mean, former winner here. Uh, you know, good iron player, good long iron player. Yep. You know, pretty good at some of these plotter golf courses where, you know, like, even if you take the driver out of his hands, I'm still pretty confident using him. And he's only drawing about 10% ownership. Uh, so I like him. And then I know he's chalky, but. You know, I, I saw a headline about how Keegan was pissed about that two stroke penalty. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh my god, that completely changes fucking everything. Yeah, he probably he doesn't play seventeen that way. Maybe, maybe he doesn't play eighteen that way. Oh, yeah, man. the butterfly effect, man. Yeah, it's true. Fuck. Yeah. 
So I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to continue to play well this week. I mean, obviously with him, T.D. Green has been great. Really good and long and straight off the tee. Great long iron player. Like hashtag team no putt. <laughs> Although he's actually in the positive with his putting, which is kind of strange. So it's maybe that's a guy who's kind of positive. It's actually, I remember this. Now that I say that, I remember having this exact same conversation with you about Keegan where He's now net positive with the putter mm-hmm. ahead of Innisbrook, and then he almost won the damn Well, game. until he fucking put it in the goddamn water. Yeah, so maybe we're going to get a similar performance. So I like him. And then my fade is, he's not drawn a lot of popularity, but this is just a fade off of what has, happened last week. Harold Varner the third. So, like, listen, he's been playing great. Like, all the stats look good, but for whatever reason, he's just never really done well here. I think it's four missed cuts and, like, a T65. So... Maybe for whatever reason, it just doesn't work here for him. He doesn't like the golf course. Like, it's not like it was just one event, like a one-off. This is like five events where he just hasn't been good. So that's my fade. What about you? Two guys you like, one guy you don't. All right, so I'm with you on Keegan, obviously. Like, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for him here. Like you said, chip on the shoulder. Like, obviously an incredible long iron player. I feel like he feels like he let that one go. Especially, I didn't even fucking think of the two-stroke penalty. That's something that's just out of his control and fucking dumb. Like. Wow. Like, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love that angle of it. Like, he definitely feels like he should have won last week, and now he's going to go out. I just hope he doesn't press. He doesn't seem like a presser. I love when that dude stalks the golf ball. Like, he looks so focused and so good, and everybody knows my love for Keegan Bradley. So, let's go, Keegs. Uh, so, it's funny you're fading him. I want Harold Varner. Okay. I, he just he played really well on Sunday. He just won a difficult tournament over in Saudi. Um, he's a good long iron player. He's not the best, but he's top 20 in this field based on the last 50 rounds, Steve. The, the, um, and I, I don't, he, I don't need him to close 8,600. I don't need him to win. I need him to go out there and score. I know he's got a bad course history, but dude, you've got to be feeling yourself a little bit after playing the players as well as he did. Right. Plus he's got new baby swag. Like, yeah, fuck it. I, I want, I want HV3. He's always been one of my guys too, though. So, I mean, I, I understand what you mean as far as, being able to fade him, but I'm going to play him this week. I like him. Um, I, mean, I don't really have a fade in the eight thousand dollar range. This, I mean, Webb, I guess, just because I don't fucking trust his back at all, like at all. Are are you worried that maybe he like like he got he shook off the rust last week? Maybe. I mean, he's. I mean, if he's he played this is two consecutive weeks in a row. If he really was still like her, wouldn't he be taking the week off? Because he's going to play next week at match play too. So that's three yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah, so I was going back and forth for my fade to be Webb or Knox. Uh, but Knox is a good long iron player too, but maybe he just shot his wad last week. I don't know. I just don't trust the back man until I see it. And I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of Webb. Like I won a matchup, but I didn't see a lot of him. He played like shit on Thursday, but then on Friday, I mean, he didn't play he didn't as play, bad he didn't as he played great either. Yeah, he didn't play great either. So like, I don't know. Well, hold on. That was, that was actually Sunday. Not so, yeah, whatever, whatever day it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You guys know what the fuck we mean. All right. So, he, yeah. So, Webb. Yeah, I'm fading Webb. I, I can see the case of fading Knox, too. Like, this dude just got a fat-ass payday. Like, the locals were cheering him on. Like, and he's going to be 18% owned now. 18% Russell Knox. $8,000. When has that ever gone well? When? Probably not never. since, like, not since he was, like, really good back in, like, 2016 when he's winning, yeah, like, never. Travelers and the yeah. HSBC China. I remember I remember when he won the, uh, the Travelers. Yeah, when he threw the hat. That was pretty great. Now, Chalky Russell Knox is a little dangerous. He makes my betting card at some point, but I'm definitely a little cautious about it. So 
right, be careful. Be careful in this week. So, all right. Uh, while we finally before, before yes, before we go to the seven K range, uh, listen. Uh, SGPN's giving away three K in the Ultimate Match Madness handicapping contest. The DJ dance stat match madness, dude. That is so bad for my uh, accent. Stat match. Uh, and madness using 10,000 credits, using them to bet on your favorite match madness bets. And whoever has the most credits when match madness ends, you get 2,500 bucks and $500 per second. And it's exclusively in the SGPN app. And if you're looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie, everyday match madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamelepodcast.com slash merch madness to enter. That's sportsgamelepodcast.com slash merch madness. And Listen, if you're worried about, uh, you know, spring coming around the corner, we got match madness now. Look, it's sprung, and our friends over at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers of this upcoming spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join the over 4 million men who used to trust Manscaped. Use promo code SGP to get 20% off your first, plus free shipping, off your first order over at manscaped.com. Listen, when I was coming up, we didn't have Manscaped, okay? When I was in my 20s, I was over there with a beard trimmer, all right? I was standing over my toilet trying not to nick my nuts. Uh, it's nice to have these tools now. These these young kids, they don't know how good they have it, all right? And Manscaped is our, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Inside the ball care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, Steve, I can see you on camera. You need one of those. Crop preserver ball deodorant. <laughs> crop, uh, crop reviver donor. Performance boxer briefs. And travel bag to hold your goodies. The lawnmower 4.0. It's a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light. I guess if you do it in the dock, that doesn't seem like a good idea. So, so you bet it's a major key in your new shower routine. The elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might seem like punching bags, don't treat them like them and benefit from their proprietary skin safe technology. Have you ever met someone who finds nose hairs attractive? The weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmers provide proprietary skin safe technology, which help reduce Nick snags and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. And the Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is so crucial so your balls will stop sticking to your leg. That is crucial for Florida golf rounds starting, I don't know, in like two weeks. You'll get, you'll also find the Crop Reviver spray, spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like the spring flowers. Complete your grooming game this spring with a refined cologne signature sent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. If you purchase now, you'll receive two free gifts, the performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag. Smell and feel good this spring. So go get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with SG, promo code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right. Well, it's punishment for uh, insulting me. During that <laughs> you got to lead off at the 7,000 hour range after that. So. That's fine. I see. I, that's how I know. That's how I know if you're listening, though. I'll always do those slight little jabs to see if you're paying attention. Sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't. You know, yeah. it's the way it works. Well, that time I was listening. So. <laughs> Fuck you. Every, everybody likes to hear the manscape free. Um, all right, mean? so 7K range. So 7K range, and there's a lot of options down here, really, man. Like, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like, so Hadwin, right, good long iron player. He's one here, obviously. Super chalky. Is he – he's not – oh, yeah, he's 16. Okay, you're right. All right, fine, fine, whatever. But, listen, it's top 10 at the players. Like, whatever, man. Like, differentiate somewhere else. A good play is a good play, right? Um, he, he, Last two times he was here wasn't great. But I, I like Hadwin at 7,900. He's fine. Um, Party Marty Laird. 
all around good, like good price, not super chalky, 10, 11% owns. Why the fuck not? Are you worried the bubble might have burst on him? Last two times, well, no. I mean, he ran into a, the windstorm on Sunday that yep. turned a uh, top 20 into a not a top 40 for me. And he missed the cut. I, I, I'm guessing he was on the wrong side of the draw. He was. I'm he was on the wrong sure. side of the draw. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, his stats all still look good. I, I like. I was looking at him, but I, I'm worried that maybe, maybe the bubbles burst. But we'll see. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I love my boy Muniz. Oh, Muniz. Like, oh, he, by the way, he, he, he withdrew. No. Oh, you. Yeah. We, talked, we talked about that already. See, I, dude, I told, I'm sick today, man. I'm all fucked up. But what was funny is like, I asked him. Uh, I was like, Hey, man, are you ever going to cash roll this first round leaders for me? He just looked at me sideways. Um. <laughs> Surprised he didn't get security. He didn't fucking know. Um, all right. So, all right. Fine. No fucking none of that. Uh, and then, oh, but Pat Gazire. Pat Gazire. I know he'll probably be a little chalky. He played good on, he played good over the weekend. He's been playing pretty good, uh, recently. Uh, yeah. I don't hate Pat and Gazire. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut since the finals, right? He hasn't been playing well. Yeah. And he's good. He's decent with his long irons. He's middle of the pack, right? He's about 45th. Um, that's fine. Like, whatever. I'm fine with that. At 7,200, he's a little chalky, though. Damn, 11%. Yeah. It's, that's, everyone's gravitating towards any ball striking they see. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, all right. And then, uh, I like Lanto Griffin. I know you said you mathed me earlier. Uh, yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> when, when I talked about him earlier, but I think it's a fair price. I think he's better than some of these guys that are around here. Um, he's a good long iron player. Um, he sucks around the green. He's good off the tee. I know we got cut of the players, but, uh, he made the cut at the API, like top 20 at, at Pebble, um, top 40 at Genesis. He's fucking 7,400. He's only going to be 6% owned. So if he, if he actually hits the greens and he doesn't have to be scrambling around them, he'll be fine. And yeah, I like him at, uh, at sub 7% ownership. Okay. All right. So let's start at the top right here. I told you that I was going to start referencing, uh, Valderrama. Yes. And here's where I'm going to start referencing it. So let's go to my boy Christian Bizet who. So let's go over the things I'm looking for this week. Accurate. Check. Christian Bizet is a very accurate driver of the golf ball. Is he a good scrambler? Yes. Check. Is he good putting in overseed? Yes. Check. He's a good iron player? Eh. He's a little up and down, but I see some pretty good performances. He gained at API. He gained at Farmers. He gained at American Express. Gained at Sony. Gained at Genesis. And a lot of these European golf courses I like. He's one of Valderrama, a tight tree line plotter golf course where you got to keep it on the right side of the dog leg at all times. Same thing at Wentworth. He's got a third there. He's got a fifth there. I already mentioned he's got a history of API, decent at Memorial, decent at PGA National. He's got top 30 at Harbortown, too. I think these are these types of golf courses for him. I like him a lot. Let's go with Matias Schwab, another kind of guy who's like a little unheralded on the PGA Tour because he plays mostly in Europe, but Mm. accurate. He's an iron player, good scrambler. Again, he's got some good history at the NWPG uh, championship over in Wentworth. Good history at uh, Valderrama as well. He had finished seventh at PGA National, finished seventh at the Puerto Rico, which everybody just kind of dismissed <laughs> to. So the guy's playing good right now. And he's a talented European. Maybe he's starting to find things you know, from over there. So I like him. Yeah, I, I think Joel Damon might have a little bit of good karma coming this way because this is now the second time he has been caught up in a bad drop controversy on the PGA Tour. The first was with Sun Kang, second was Daniel Berger. I don't think I don't think they were right, dude. I watched I the think, whole I, 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 I watched the whole video. Right. I don't think they were right. I think I, Berger was I, I, I think Berger was more right. Okay, well I agree to disagree. Regardless. I think Joel Damon sticking up for the principles of golf are gonna pay him back here. And listen, like 
you know, he's, you know, he's been hitting his irons a little better lately. He's a good long iron player. He's pretty accurate. He puts okay on the overseed. He's got, yep. I think he's got like a top 30 finish here. Yep. I think he's going to show well again this week. And then how about Adam Svensson? You know, yeah. I mean, like he finished yeah. seventh at PGA National. Like we're talking about the team hashtag no putt guy. Well, that's basically this guy. He's accurate. He's Canadian. Good, good iron play. Yeah, he's Canadian. There's Canadians have done well here. Good long iron player. Good iron player overall. Can't putt. Listen, I, maybe like the good ball striking is actually going to elevate him on this leaderboard and, you know, maybe that's good for like a top 40 finish. So those are my four yeah, guys. Yeah, you got a top 10 at the Honda. Yep, there you go. I mean, let's not talk about what happened at Bay Hill, but that's Bay Hill. No, no, it's fine. No, no. Listen, we're running the narrative here. Some facts okay. be damned. All right. You want to take another break or do you want to go to the $6,000 range? Might as well just take another break. That's okay. We'll take we a break. That. Yeah, we can do that. So, all right. Stable duel. There are never enough things to gamble on at the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing and the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies especially if you're brand new to the sport check out stable duel a daily fancy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes pick your horses build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard and you can win as much as 25k with one entry if you don't know anything about horses don't worry about it the app gives you clear data on which horses to select build your best strategy and the app is free to download at stableduel.com multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can play our own stats. So go download the Stable Duel app over at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable, and we'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. All right. $6,000 range. Did you hear my dogs? I did. Dogs are barking. Fuck. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know who's... Listen, I don't, know, who, we're I don't talking, know who's here. That's what I want to know. I want to know who the fuck's we, here. We're about to, we're dipping into the six thousand dollar range. They were just, you know, celebrating that. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I so I'll go first with this range. I mean, I, I think the problem, like, not necessarily the problem, but I think the up top is really good. Yeah. Man, once you get below, like, I think seventy two hundred, it starts getting it's rough. pretty rough. Pretty rough. So I'm gonna name some pretty rough players. Um. I mean, Graham McDowell just played pretty well at Bay Hill. He finished T13. And, like, you know, this is kind of his type of golf course where he can kind of keep it in the fairways. He's, his, he's actually in his irons pretty well over his last 12 rounds. He's actually gained .7 per round off the tee. Yeah. Puts pretty well in overseed. Love it. You know, maybe he's not quite dead yet. I mean, Plus he's got some talent if he's, you know, actually back. So I like him. Vaughn Taylor's been playing pretty well lately over his last 12 rounds. He gained .6 strokes per round uh, tee to green. Uh, I think he's got a, he finished top 10 last year at the Valspar. He finished top 10 at the Puerto Rico. Uh, he's pretty accurate too. Good long iron player relative to this range. Geese and Scrambler. He's checks a lot of boxes for me at 6,700 bucks. I don't think he's going to, uh, get on very well. And then a couple of rookies, maybe Grayson Sig. He's an accurate player. He's been hitting his irons pretty good too. Good Scrambler. Like he hasn't really shown anything since the West Coast. So maybe Florida hasn't really. Maybe he's not a Florida guy, but I think just the nuts and bolts of what I'm looking for there. And then same thing with David Lipsky. You know, kind of similar vein, like decent iron player. He's pretty accurate. He started off pretty well at the Honda, kind of faded, but he followed that up with a T30 finish at Bay Hill. Yep. So those are my four guys. Well, I'm on Graham and Lipsky with you. Okay. So All right. That's terrifying. Um, we Yeah. How the hell did you end up on those guys? Same thing, man. I was just kind of looking at, like, what have you been doing in Florida? Like, is how is the course history anywhere decent? Like, how the irons look? Like, let's go. Like, yeah, Lipsky, 
Lipsky kind of sat out with me, uh, but Graham too. Like I don't know. I feel like if it's windy and shitty, he'll play better. That's how I always feel he plays good. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Lipsky, like I said, around, like he's, he's fine with his long irons. He's played well in Florida swing. Like why not? Why wouldn't I take somebody three percent at sixty eight hundred to make some shit fit? Either him or Martin Keimer, um, or your boy Sun Kang. Um, <laughs> and then what about Pat Perez, man? Why not? Yeah, he's, he's been playing well. He's fine. I mean, that's that train. Oh yeah, yeah. What happens? Yeah. I and so I, Florida. By the way, can I say one thing? Yeah, of course. I just noticed that Vaughn Taylor's ownership is going to be plus ten, uh, over ten percent. So why don't oh, yeah, we? Shift? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, don't, why, we, why, don't, why don't we? Shift? Yeah. Why don't we shift off of that? Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll edit that in post. <laughs> my, my apologies. I didn't check the ownership on Vaughn Taylor. Like that's. <laughs> I guess. So why don't we just get it? All right. We'll skill that. What, so let me ask you this. No love for you for your fucking ex-husband who is now the Team Europe Ryder Cup captain. Fucking withdrew early. He's only 6,700. He's a great long iron player and has good history here. Yeah. Okay. That makes me sad for you. Not for me. I'm not playing him. I was just curious. No, I, I, th- I think Henrik's cooked. Okay. And I think Haycock's mispriced. Um. So I'm playing Hickok. Like That's I, I like. Bad. I mean, he's got some nuts and bolts of what you want. Yeah, nuts and bolts of what I want. He's he's a fun dude to root for. Like he really is. Like yeah. I've always liked him since he lost to the Goober. Like that's it. <laughs> like, All right, yeah. and he played okay last week. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, played fine, dude. It was just, it made the cut at the players. Like whatever, t forty, I think somewhere around there, maybe t thirty. I don't know. Um, okay. but yeah, he's good. He's another guy sucks around the green. As long as you can hit the green, he'll be fine. Okay, there you go. You uh, want to rant about anything tonight, or you just in a good mood because you uh, hit an outright? <laughs> I mean, I'm in a pretty fucking good mood. I hit outright. Uh, I hit uh, Maury, three to one, missed. I fucking crushed my matchups. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking hurt. The ear kind of disappointed me. By the way, he's a bigger dude than I thought, too. How about that? You couldn't tell on TV? Nah, man. I don't know. Maybe I got bad perception of that shit. I don't know. <laughs> Like, maybe, maybe like, yeah, like he was a bigger dude than I thought too. I pictured him as like skinny. He's not skinny. The dude's a dude's good. His caddy is the fucking looks like the man. Oh, I'll rant about something. You want to know who's a fucking asshole? Jimmy fucking Walker. Oh, I almost picked him this week. Jimmy fucking Walker. So me and Tommy uh, walk in uh, by the clubhouse. Right. And he goes, hey, Jimmy, good luck. And he just gives him this like snarl. And it's like, motherfucker, ain't nobody here but me, Tommy, maybe Five other people who know who you are, and you want to give us a dirty look, not even a fucking head nod. You know, I know who's awesome? Fucking uh, Hadwin. He was like, we were like, good luck, Adam. He's like, thanks, boys. And like, gave us like a little thing and kept walking. Like, fucking Jimmy Walker. How dare you not recognize that we recognize you? Like, no one knows who you are, Jimmy Walker. You look like every other nondescript white golfer. Like, get out of here. I was, I was super annoyed by that. He's the new asshole. And what was funny is when we were, when they were, uh, they started, uh, round three, we were going by, uh, 10 and they announced Brandon Grace. And I was like, well, that's about fucking perfect because <laughs> me and Tommy were there again. It was, they were announcing Brandon Grace. Yeah, man. I mean, whatever. Like, no, I have nothing. I'm, what the fuck do I have to complain about? Finally off the schneid, hit a fucking another outright, you know, whatever. Let's go. Fucking I'm on this week. I don't, yeah, I don't have any first round leaders built up yet. So that'll be on the cad. That won't be even be on the betting show. Um, we can talk I, I, I was I was gonna say that you know you're all happy until you get screwed on your first round leader on Thursday. Then you're gonna be mean to the boss capper again. Yeah, that's it. Man, listen, this is the this is the cycle of life. This is this is the cycle of life. Fucking yeah, I know lots of lots of good dudes who hit the the Cam Smith. Uh, Jeff had a good fucking DK week. If I can just yeah, stop congratulations him. to him. 
If I could stop him and Mush from fighting on Twitter, that would be great. Um, Wait, what? Uh, oh, they had a war with each other. Yeah, they're both just they're both just hold on to everything for no reason whatsoever. I've had multiple side tags conversations. Hopefully, they'll stop. Oh God! <laughs> Glad I'm not part of that. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. All right. Okay. All right. Why don't we take uh, one more break and then we'll start getting to who we picked out right. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is here, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself, like Zach from California who purchased a Tennessee championship ticket on PropSwap at 40-1, to while the sports books are only offered 25-1. to So now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap with attorney starts. Cinderella stories happen every year, so don't miss your shot. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. They have fantastic features like listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed so you know when all the big sales and red-hot tickets are up, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and, of course, a first deposit match when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So go join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, I'll go first because I want to I hear yours after. So I got – actually, I had five. I told you four and five. I double-checked my phone. So I'm, I'm actually kind of irritated. I got a – so first thing, I, I grabbed Coke Rack at 40. I grabbed Keegan at 40. He's at 45 now. Um, that's, a bad, that's actually a bad number on Keegan. Yeah, it's a really bad number on Keegan. Yeah, I saw like some 60s out there. Yeah. Well, listen, I got off – I told you I felt like shit today. Fucking like woke up late, scrambling around in the morning. Like it wasn't my typical like – I don't know. My whole week's thrown off when I'm not refreshing fucking my two books like a fucking crack feed at like ten o'clock, waiting to find, waiting to find the number. Um, I think that was everybody last night. <laughs> it was too. I, was, I texted, I texted Kirsten because I knew you were asleep. I was like, "You have anything yet? Can you screenshot it to me so I can at least think about what I'm gonna bet?" Um, and so I got those two guys at forty, and then I bet uh, Hatton at thirty and Lowry at twenty-five. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. Pick one or the other. But I feel like I was going to be super short this week because I took a small bet on Lanto at 100 to 1. So I, I got space for two more guys. Probably, I don't know. I know we're due for a short winner. We were talking about that. I feel like 25 is pretty fucking short. Um, but yeah. I mean, we've had Scotty Sheffler was 25 at uh, Phoenix. Yeah, I'm 20, saying I'm 25 saying it's, at Phoenix. It's a short number. Like 25 is a short number. I, I, like short is under twenty. We haven't had one of those in a while. We have it. We're due for one. We absolutely do for one. All right. Well, I got one on it my card. It won't be John Rom. No, it won't be John Rom. I got one on my card. So I'm worried. I'm not worried. You kind of made reference to it earlier. Like, did JJ just did things just kind of click for him? Yeah. And like, I was looking and looking, and then. I saw an 18 on him, Ooh, I, and I, I and I and I took that. I would have took that. Yeah. So listen, the iron play has actually been a lot better recently, and that's not even including the Saudi top ten there. So, you know, his form is actually pretty good right now. You know, he probably should have won the 2019 Valspar. I think he was leading heading to the fire run. He had a terrible Sunday. That was won by Paul. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he's actually good here, and he's got a lot of these like. Like we think of it as like a big game hunter, but he's got a lot of these just like just kind of 
mediocre, intermediate, like PGA Tour, like, you know, wins. Like, he's won twice at Pebble. He's won the FedEx St. Jude Classic before it was a WGC. And he's won the RBC Canadian. He's won Travelers. Like, he's got a lot of these kind of just Bro, it's small. it's been so long ones. since we saw the RBC Canadian. Like, I don't, I, even think I, I don't even think I can picture what that fucking looks like. It was, it's uh, been at least three fucking years, right? It's been three years, and they're going to a new course this year. So, Oh, they're going to, what, they're going to Feinberg's home course, right? I believe so, yeah. So, anyways. So, look, like, he's got a lot of what I'm looking for. Like, he's been ver- he's really good on some of these lesson driver plotting golf courses. The long iron play is really good. Like, he's not a very good scrambler, but we kind of saw with Hovland just if he hit a lot of greens, like, it's not going to matter. He's putting pretty well, too, and he should have probably won this event back in 19. I like him this week, especially with the numbers. So, I got him at 18. So, I feel like I, I feel like... I saw Lowry at 30, and I just bet it. Yep. Uh, it's got everything I'm looking for. Great iron player, great long iron, long iron player, just playing well tee to green. You know, he's someone that's pretty up and down with the putter. I think he can catch a little fire. So I just I just liked him. And then I dipped down in the 70s. I don't think these numbers are here anymore, but I just liked him. Can I stop you? Can I stop you real quick? I can still get Justin. Sure. At, I can still get Dustin at 60. What do you think? Whatever. It's just two basis points. That's a, you got a lot of guys under 50, but you don't follow how I structure my cards. So yeah, so it's a deal, right? And and like and that's that's so I got I probably got to pump the brakes. I probably just got to eat it and just take it where I'm at. So I got okay. five and five under 50. Okay. Yeah, I probably got to eat it. Fuck. All right. All right. Um, listen, it terrifies me that Russell Knox is just super uber chalky, but I got him a 70 to one. Yeah, why not? For a guy who's been pretty good here. Really looking at everything I'm looking for. Long and straight off the tee. We're not long, but straight off the tee. Great long iron player. Good scrambler. Yep. Does make a lot of bogeys. Yep. Hashtag team no putt guy. So I'll take that. Um, you know who's kind of become a hashtag team no putt guy? Which is really surprising. And you kind of thought he was a, a loser when you tracked him. Alex Noren has kind of become a hashtag team no putt guy. Once again, he cashed a sweet bet for me. That's fine. And he kicked the shit out of your boy Kokrak on Sunday. Thank you very much for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe that's no, why, maybe that's why I got to do 40 to 1. Yeah. Though. By the way, we didn't talk about my, not Sunday, Monday, my Monday. Oh my God. So I have losing a little over a unit on that, on my card. The pre-term, I made some stupid bets in group, but the pre-term card was looking pretty good. Louis cratered. Oh. Went from like, like a sure top 20 cratered. Um, let's see. What else? Crap the bed that day. Rory and Scotty. Uh, no, well, no, I'll, I'll, that's that's the cherry on top. Rom <laughs> and JT were tied uh, oh, heading into the final round, tie. and if Rom didn't take a nine on a hole, that would have at least pushed, and we got my money yeah. back. But the cherry on top, Scotty Shuffler had a five shot lead over Rory heading into the final round, and I think he lost by three. He did. It was bad. That was brutal. It was bad. So that just kind of goes to show how your car can look good one day and yep. just go to absolute crap in that. That's why. That's why when fucking. That's why we always say like, don't, don't fucking, especially if you're sweating something, don't fucking say anything. Like, curse. The I didn't say anything. I mean, no, I not you. My, no, no. Which I'm I saying. To, my head. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Say it to everybody in general. Like when Kirsten texted us about Nagel's. I'm not, I shouldn't even say it. Never mind. We'll just wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. That, never mind. Yep. Yeah. I'm not. I don't not mean to. But he texted me about Cam Smith, and I was like, don't you fucking say his name or I'll murder you. Like that's just how it's just that's how superstitious I am. Regardless, yeah, regardless. Uh, Norn has gotten better and better with his irons for the last five tournaments, and yeah. he's he just has been really good there. The problem was he could not hit a putt. 
So if he's now this hashtag team no putt guy, I like him. He's good at a lot of comp courses I mentioned. Good at Bay Hill. Good at PGA National. Uh, you know, good at Wentworth. Yeah. Good at Sawgrass. So he's so like, why wouldn't this be like maybe like this is the time for him to shine here? So I like that. And then two guys who over a hundred to one that I think I just got bad numbers. Aaron Wise, the president of the hashtag team no putt, you know, fan club. He hasn't been very good here, but he's back to being. Awesome ball striker, terrible putter, 130 to 1 on him. Whatever. Yeah, that's whatever. Fine. Fine. And then I got Mito at 160 to 1. Oh, get out of here, dude. He's it's fine. 160 to 1. I know, I know. Okay, that's it. I just bet it for the number. Like, okay. he, good ball striker, straight, 160 to 1. Okay. And I feel, and I feel like he's talent, more talented than, like, <coughs> I don't know, JJ Spock. Yeah, well, yeah, he's definitely more talented than the guys down at the one. And why are you hating on the fact that I got 160 to 1? Because I just don't, I don't think he's going to fucking win. So. Hey, why? I don't lay bets. I don't think they're going to win. I'm, I am so delusional that whenever I lay a bet, I was like, there's no way this can lose. Like one of these guys is going to win. I know I gamble on golf. Like, and that's my, that's my niche. And I think every week I'm going to hit out right because I'm a fucking psycho. It's so okay. hard. Okay. There's a big difference between 51 Mito and betting 160 to 1 Mito. I would agree with that. I would fine. Agree. There you go. Point taken. Fine, fine. All right. That's it for outrights. That's uh, it. you got anything else? Wow, that's it, man. Great fucking week. Uh, great week for me. Uh, great week uh, for TPC. Uh, hopefully the uh, the economy picked up a little bit. And I saw a lot of drunk people on Monday, so that was probably good for the Baz on Monday. Hopefully made up for some of the uh, some of the revenue they lost over the rain. But yeah, man, listen, I'm ready for Valspar, man. I love this tournament too. Um, this is like the caddy's favorite tournament, isn't it? I have no idea. The, um, is it? Do they, so. Is this is this the one where they wear like stuff on the back of their? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think this is the one. I think this is the one the caddies all up. They treat them good, like they get like nicer spreads. I guess I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's Either way, caddy, caddy appreciation weekend. <laughs> yeah, like dude, that's a and nice get, job. A bouquet of flowers or something. Hey, listen, dude, those caddies earn their fucking money this week. I'll tell Maybe you that. Maybe the pros will clean their clubs off themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could make somebody do that. I don't know if Matt Kuchar will give two percent instead of one uh, percent of his winnings. Prick! What a prick! All right, yeah, now that's it, man. So uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a. Quick commercial break here. Where I'll refill the drinks, get my uh, get my nicotine uh, habit <laughs> fulfilled, and uh, we're gonna come right back with the props bets and betting show and the one and done, which I am now fucking awesome at because I hit the players. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, uh, listen, I'm ready for a good DFS week because uh, is next week the matchup? next week's the match play. I like the match play too. I feel like there's a little weirder strategy to that. So this is like. This is the last week. Well, so we're so we're not doing DraftKings next week. We are only doing we're breaking down the bracket. That's okay. all we're doing. Yeah, that's fine. Same difference. Yeah, we, we're going to do it live, right? Yeah, we're going to break down the bracket live. Yeah, love it, love it. All right, okay, all right. Well, there we go. That's it, man. You guys know where to find Steve. All his great fucking articles over at sportsgamepodcast.com. Click on those links and uh, come find him in the Slack channel. Uh, make sure to rate and review us. You know where to find me, Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Um, yeah, man, that's it. I'm ready to break these fucking books and maybe get, make a little DFS money this week. I need to make a little DFS money to even some things out. So let's go. 